This is the NWA Girl Gang Podcast. I'm Rachel. To my left, I have Tiff. Hi, this is Tiffany. You can find me on Instagram, Misha underscore mantra, and style by Misha Mantra. And to my right, we have a very, very special guest, Allison Twiggs Dyer, right? Right. I always want to say Allison Twiggs, but you have an additional name <laughs> after that. I do, yes. Um, and Allison, um, she changed my life. I'll get into that a little bit later, but she is the founder of Reject the Hustle. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Because this is really exciting and I can't wait to share a lot of my thoughts, but let's hear it from you first. Okay. So much like maybe you, a few years ago, I was um, scrolling through Instagram and um, I, I just felt like I was seeing a lot of messages that were about hustling harder, grind hard, girl, if you're not putting in 15 hours a day, you're not successful. You know, these, these very, what I felt like were you know, male focused messages, but directed at women Mm. that we just weren't giving it our all. We weren't hustling hard enough. And, and I was also going through some burnout at work and I just thought, this is, this is just junk. Mm -hmm. You know, this is the type of uh, toxic mentality that I don't want in my life. And I don't think my friends want this in their life. Um, I was also going through this phase where I was struggling to say no to things that I really didn't want to do and to people I didn't really want to hang around with. Hmm. So I sort of came up with Reject the Hustle as just this movement to help remind us to define the hustle for ourselves. Some of us like to hustle 60 hours a week. Some of us like to hustle 20 hours a week. Whatever that is for you, just defining it for yourself and not allowing, you know, male messages or Instagram or other people on social media who appear to be hustling 60 hours a week tell you that you're not going to be successful if you're not just like them. And so I just kind of put this together as Reject the Hustle. And it's just a reminder to all of us to say no to things we don't really want to do, uh, pause and rest and take good care of ourselves, not just a bath bomb or things like that, but to really set aside time in our day that's just for us. Even if that's 10 minutes to close our eyes and rest. I think that we're inundated with our phones. We're inundated with all of the things that we as women already do as moms, as partners, as coworkers, as friends. And if we don't take that time, we're burning out. I mean, everything, all the articles you see are the millennials are burning out. Well, I'm Gen X and we're burning out too. And so I just wanted to sort of bring awareness to the idea that you can define the hustle for yourself. Yeah. Yeah. For me, I I think it was about, what, a year and a half ago when you kind of Mm -hmm. ramped this up? Yeah. Um, It was perfect timing for me because I have been a freelancer in marketing and advertisement and commercial photography for many years. Similarly, you are in the same profession. (laughs) and I really burned myself out. I, I mean, you work for yourself, but then mm-hmm. you can't, you don't because you're still you're still um, making clients happy. You're still mm-hmm. making brands happy um, at the end of the day. Right. And I feel like when you're freelancing or you don't have like consistent client work, that it's just kind of all over the place sometimes. Mm-hmm. Um, And then you get overwhelmed and then you keep accepting jobs. Now, I I have to say, I think a lot of my success 
originally came from being a yes person, mm-hmm. saying yes all the time. Sure. Um, that's kind of how you build your portfolio. That's how you get more clients. Um, but it was most definitely at <laughs> my, my, uh, expense. So, you know, um, I have three kids. I'm trying to work at home. I mean, it was a work from home. Most of the work I did was, was from home over the last seven years. And, um, and I just tried to do it all. I tried to be a mom and I tried to, you know, work and crazy hours. And sometimes I remember answering emails for Australia, people in Australia, mm. <laughs> children's brands mm-hmm. at like 1030 at night. And I'm like, wait a minute, I'm not, why am I responding to these emails? <laughs> so my success came from hustling. And then you have Tiff who has a corporate job and she's got her own side hustle. So we we're still hustling today, but when you started the Instagram for reject the hustle that it wasn't too longer, too much longer after that, that I actually quit freelancing (laughs) altogether and decided to work on a girl gang full time. But also I was really cherry picking the jobs. I mean, I was very, very strategic about what kind of work I wanted to take on because of you. Wow. Tiff, what do you think? Because I think you might have some some criticism for like what it means for like because you're you why you're a hustler, she, baby. Why does she bring me in with criticism? <laughs> what do I, okay? I'm what just do I meeting say? this lovely guest, and you're turning okay. it in. No, 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 no. Actually, um, so I was curious because I had heard about your movement. So what I liked, I really listened because being you know not familiar with it, I wanted to hear the definition from the source. And I'm going to be very honest, I like it. I, the things that kind of struck me that I was listening for was you defining your own hustle. Mm-hmm. And so when you said that, it was all a go for me. Good. Because I think a lot of times, um, you know, in pop culture in a day and just all the cool sayings and <laughs> it's crazy, I'd like to hear the definition of them before I make a, a true judgment. And I'm with that as far as like defining it because... Yes especially being a mom and all the things that come with that, you know, there has to be a time where you take time for yourself. Yes. And I think, I don't know, long gone are the days, I guess. I, yes, you give your all to something, even motherhood. Mm-hmm. But if you're not taking the time for yourself, you're no good to anyone else. Exactly. And so I'm, I'm definitely aligned with it. I loved hearing how you described it. Mm-hmm. Um, I do hustle. Um, but what I do think is important is getting that message at a younger age. Yes. Mm. Because I think big. breaking um, learned behaviors. Mm-hmm. So in my household, yes, you were to, you know, go to high school, then graduate, either college, military. I chose military. Then hustle, hustle. You got to be the best and compete with men and everybody else or whatever. And you just feel like you're on this constant go. Mm-hmm. And it was kind of shamed if you did want to take a break. Yes. If you did want to say, I need some me time. Even when it comes to, not to get too deep, but like therapy and yeah. whatever that is. And I liked how you said it's more than a hot bath. I, mm-hmm. I cannot stand when people are like, oh. <laughs> we talk about that a lot. Yeah, me time is more than just a hot bath. Like if that's part of it, do it. But it's got to be a little deeper because you're just going to be doing these surface type activities and not really getting in tune and aligned with what you really want. Mm-hmm. So I'm all, I'm all with it. Actually. I love Wonderful. it. Good. And you're yeah. right about young people. My son is 22. And so I'm seeing a lot of his friends. They're in that mode right now. They've graduated college and it's, you know, what now, what yeah. next? And I feel like they put a lot of pressure on each other to have a job, 
to be in their career. And I'm thinking, wow, if I could just slow y'all down. That is crazy you're saying that because let me tell you, in a good way, let me make that clear. Do you two have the same age kids, don't you? Uh, Mine's 16. Okay, 22. Yeah, no, not, wait a minute, 22. Actually, I thought your son was a little bit younger, Allison. Uh, I'm like, whoa, no. Where did time go? (laughs) Okay, I was wrong. Go on. (laughs) No, and with with the pressures of everything that's going on today Mm -hmm. and being flexible to the environment, you know, I've had some very real conversations with my daughter and- while, of course, I say, hey, what do you want to do? What, what the option is, is you cannot do nothing. Like, we have to have a plan yes. for me, you know. And I hope that's not contradicting the hustle piece of it. But I feel a plan that is well thought through and can be executed mm-hmm. at your timeline. Yes. But a solid plan. Right. So I want her to go to college, of course. But, you know, we've had real conversations. You know, being an entre- entrepreneur is not ruled out. I mean, right. what is your passion? Because I wish I would have did my passion when mm-hmm. I was younger. Me too. And so I, I love it. I like Good. it. Mm-hmm. It makes sense. I think originally people were hesitant of what reject the hustle because a lot of people mm-hmm. are like, well, I like the hustle. Oh, yeah. I've had women reach out to me and, and comment or DM me. And, and I'm like, I'm not against hustle. I hustle. Yeah. On my terms. Yeah. Exactly. And that might be 25 hours a week. And I've, I've built a successful marketing business that's successful to me. Yeah. The Twigs I, group. The Twigs group. <laughs> I, don't, I don't let anyone else define that. Right. Because there were things that I said to myself that I wanted when I went out and started my own business. I wanted to never miss my son's basketball games. I wanted to decide who I worked with. And I wanted to be in control of how much money I made. Yeah. And so as long as those three things stay in the forefront for me, I feel successful. So like me, and you're, you're a pioneer when it comes to <laughs> the, the marketing biz, um, do you feel like all of that chaotic hustle uh, specifically was helpful originally or got you to of me? I feel like if I didn't push myself, then I wouldn't have gotten to this kind of level of comfort mm-hmm. that I am in now. So yeah, we're in a backyard. <laughs> Man, sounds like a party. Someone's got a diesel truck. Yeah. Vroom, vroom, oh, baby. Some, oh, awesome. <laughs> oh, man. You know, Rachel, yes. I mean, sure. When you're starting a business, there is a level of hustle that may be different. I'm, I'm almost seven years into it. So year one was very different than year than year seven. And so... There is a backyard party going on, honey, but I'm listening. Okay. Go ahead. I'm, okay. so I'm in tuned in. We don't edit, so here that's we go. Fine. Let's do it. So I'm in year seven, so that's a very different hustle. I think one of the things I love most that I have sort of pulled out of this idea is saying no. I, I say no to almost everything. In the beginning, I didn't say no to almost everything, and there were times where that came back and kind of bit me in the butt. Yeah. You know, maybe a client that you kind of knew on the front end wasn't a fit, wasn't really the the work you wanted to do, but you said yes because you're new and you're just trying to get out there. Now I'm at a place where if I have any of that, what I call sort of an icky feeling or just a, hey, we don't vibe, what you're needing from me is not really what I offer I just say no and try to find them the person that's a better fit for them. Yeah. And I tell people all the time that I think we have to exercise our no muscle because if we don't, we say yes to everything and then we look down and go, I don't have any time for myself. 
I've said yes to the PTA. I've said yes at work to do this extra event after hours. I've said yes to some friends who want to go to happy hour. I've, you know, I've agreed to speak at an event, whatever all the yeses are. Pretty soon you find out you've just yesed yourself out of a, a life for yourself. Yeah. Because you're saying yes to everybody. And so I love to exercise my no muscle. If it's not, in it, like when you reached out to me and said you wanted to do this with me, it's a heck yes. I love you. I know what you're about. <laughs> I didn't hesitate. It felt good, right? Heck yes. Thank you. But sometimes people ask me to do something and I'm like, I need to think on that. Because it wasn't a me? heck yes. No, you gave me a trick. I did give you a trick. Oh, hold on a second. So let's talk about, like one thing is boundaries. I'm awful at boundaries. Mm -hmm. And you've been slowly teaching me your ways. Um, <laughs> you're like a mentor. <laughs> and also, what's with the marketing biz that is just so stressful sometimes? I know. Where I know. you actually have you're to always you know, stand on. up. I know, you're always on. Yeah. Um, I'm awful at boundaries. I'm, this is something that I talk about all the time, and I'm learning how to create boundaries. Um, but something you said was just say, let me think about it, or let me get back to let you. Me let me get, get back, back to you. you. That's yes. right. Right. That's right. So when you want to buy yourself some more time, mm -hmm. <laughs> pretty much. What do people do when they really want something from you? If I come up to you at work and say, hey, could you do? Could you make lunch for 25 people tomorrow? I'm, I'm sort of bringing that to you because you can't say no to me to my face, right? I mean, most people can't. So what I hmm. teach people is the, are the words, can I get back to you? And then you get to go and you sit down and you think, can I, do I really have time to make lunch for everybody tomorrow? No, I do not. My son has a test tonight. What, whatever all the things that have more priority than making lunch for everybody tomorrow. Then you either shoot an email or you go back to that person and said, hey, I've thought about it. I'm just not really going to be able to do it. That just buys you time to make the right decision for yourself. Because whether it's the teacher meeting you in the, in the car pickup, wanting you to help out with class tomorrow, whatever it is, can I get back to you? Just buys you time. Whether you need one minute or an hour, at least you have that time to make the best decision for yourself. So what's the appropriate time to get back to someone, would you say, that's still like business etiquette, but also, you know, I, th I think it really depends. I, I do set boundaries. And so I don't respond to anybody over the weekends. The weekend is my time. Unless that's, that's something wonderful. is on fire with a client, they know that I'm just not going to respond. Because here's what I think happens. And I see this with my, my husband sometimes in his work. I think if we email late at night, we then open ourselves up to be emailed late at night. Or, or within their working window, because some people yes. actually do work at night. I've some learned. people do work at night, but let's say you're yeah. an eight to five and you get an email at eight o'clock. And I always, you know, I always kind of say to him, if you shoot that email back, then it's going to come back. <laughs> so wait till the morning if it can and do it between work hours. And especially, I like to tell this to people who are managers. And I, I had this problem when I was a manager. I would email my people and then they would feel like, oh, I got to email the boss back, right? And I didn't want an email back, but I was putting the ball on their court, which they had to lob back. So then I got to where, okay, I'm, I'm going to send them emails when I would like to receive emails, which is between 8 and 5. So I feel like that's a, a boundary you can set. So to answer your question, Rachel, you know, I think if the teacher runs out and asks you to make cupcakes next day, I think she needs an answer probably in an hour. Um, I feel really guilty because I'm not a PTA mom. 
don't feel guilty. <laughs> and you know what? I'm, I'm not going to pretend to be one because I know, just like you said, I can't handle that responsibility exactly. right now. In fact, I told my husband today, I said, I am, I am working during the day. I am not a housewife, you know, a mm -hmm. housekeeper, not a housewife. That's not what I meant. <laughs> that's awful. I'm not cleaning the house during mm -hmm. the day. I'm not doing anything that I'm not supposed to be doing during the day. Sure. Um, so I've really designated times to, to do that other kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. But, you know, I mean, and you have to like pencil it in. Like right. when you can, there's, we, I mean, we all wear many, many hats. You know why we can't feel guilty about not being a PTA mom? Why? Because saying no to that opens space for another mom to be a PTA mom. That is true. Who maybe really wanted to point. be a PTA mom. So well, I'm trying to, I'm, I'm working really hard on giving myself grace and not feeling guilty when I say no to something like that and remembering I just made space for someone else to be a PTA mom. Yeah, I got a whole nother angle. I never Let's felt yeah, I never felt bad about that. <laughs> I didn't because no? I've always been a single mom. Uh, not always. Yeah. Let me stop. I was married for a while, and then when my daughter became school age, I was by that time divorced. So, being that I was in the military and I had all this stuff going, I never felt bad about it. What made me feel bad is so you said a lot of great things that I want to kind of go back to. One thing was about the boundaries, mm -hmm. and so. You know, I talked a lot about as a young, at a younger age, I wish I would have had them. But in actuality, I couldn't because the military was a 24-7 job. Yes. So once I got out, honey, them boundaries went up. Okay. <laughs> and so for me, the things that I felt bad about was the time of like we had a different exercises where you have to go spend the night in the woods. I don't, it's called going to the field. If anybody in the military, shout out, you know what I'm talking about. <laughs> but anyway, it's where you spend anywhere from... Uh, two days to, you know, it could be three days or getting deployed. So for me, the guilt came from my job that I had. I had a choice. I joined and I'm very proud of my service, but I couldn't say no. Mm -hmm. So once I got out at 28, I was like, yeah, no, nah, I got boundaries now because now the military was a lifestyle. Right. So my experience, it was easy to to move into that. Now, some of the things you just said about how to buy yourself more time, I like those techniques. I will probably never use them because I have no problem like you. Like, good. nah, I she, can't do that. She's really good at boundaries. And there's a way to do it because you can brag and say, hey, yeah, I'm good at this. But then you can also be pretty rude about it. So, like, I try to have that balance, <laughs> mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. you know, because it's one thing to be, you know, I always feel like confrontation is a good thing. But I understand the approach defines the experience. Yes. So, for me, I'm going to use some of those techniques for my daughter. Because yeah. she's not had that same journey as I, I'm right. going to have. She probably will not join the military. So, she's going to be... She's a little bit, I don't want to, she's nicer. I don't know how to say it. Well, I don't sound like a bad person, but she's very <laughs> nice and easy people pleaser. She's a people yes, pleaser. Okay. And so me not being that, I'm like, oh, you got to know how to put your boundaries up. Right. So I like that you gave that technique, especially for people listening now. You guys start taking notes because that is a really good thing. Like it is. some people panic and like, yes. And now they've overcommitted, yes. stress, overwhelmed. Oh, yes. Yep. All the things. And yep. you're, you're right. Then they just, they do panic and they do stress. Because they realize that they've added a yes to an already long yep. list of yeses. Yeah. And and then what we find or what typically happens is then we're not very good at any of the yeses. Yeah. Because we're just given a little piece of ourselves to all the yeses we said. Good point. Right? So, yeah. I Hey, can I get back to you? Is one of, I yeah. use it all the time. I like that. I'm going to actually tell my daughter that. Like, And, I, again, the PTA thing, I just, yeah, no, I never felt bad about it. I, but I was active. Those The teachers knew who my daughter, who 
her, their mom was. They knew mm-hmm. who the mom was. Like I was. Oh, they there. definitely know who I am. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And so that right there, being in PCA doesn't define your involvement with your Mm-mm. child. So I never looked at it like that. Right. And maybe I, again, I grew up a little different. So my mom, she actually was a teacher at the school. Mm. So uh, I felt that was crowding. <laughs> so That's I like to give my daughter her lane to work her magic and do her thing. You know, yeah. but yeah. I don't want to get into it because you know we are our audience. Wait not, a minute. You don't want to get into it, but you're about to get into it. I'm going to say that I do still feel in every school that I've been a part of um, that there is kind of a stigma, though, for like moms that don't want to like help out and stuff, mm. or biz- like the business moms. Like mm-hmm. I've been, I've always been a working mom, but but I don't know. Like the stigma. Like do you? I don't see it. Maybe because I don't care. That's <laughs> probably why. Because I'm a people yeah, pleaser. Yeah, yeah. That's the difference. So things that it, it doesn't. I guess I say it doesn't bother me. I didn't think it was a stigma. Of course, people are gonna be like, but I don't hang around long enough to hear it. Because mm-hmm. what you gonna tell me? Mm-hmm. <laughs> My daughter's taken care of. I'm spending quality time with her outside of this school because yes. the yeah. last thing I want to do is have me and my daughter's bonding time to be at my work or her place of work Mm -hmm. you know let's do something outside of it you know I look at it repurposing time I guess I don't know good but you're right though I mean there is like a I guess a stigma around it but yeah who gonna say it to my face no I'm just anyway (laughs) (laughs) you're tough no I'm not I I really admire the way you but the way you set up boundaries but again like that's for, for me I'm listening yeah. I'm listening to both of you because you're really good at setting up boundaries too. And mm-hmm. I'm, I will admit every single day that I wake up that it is, it is a learning process for me to, to create boundaries. I don't know. I'm getting better, but it's very hard because I always, I, and you know, I'm an Enneagram three, so I'm like an achiever and mm-hmm. you know, is that why, to, like, why do you want to do everything? Like, is it to you like a level I'm of a, failure? Or? Yes. Yes. There's a, there's a fear of failure. Yeah. Hmm. So that's, it's really huge. I mean, every single day, it's like, it run, it goes through my mind, my mind. Like, if I do this, will I get criticized? Mm-hmm. Will I make, you know, will I make people happy, you know? So defining success, I guess. Like, yeah. so making other people happy is how that, your success is? Is that where that? Kind of, a little bit, <laughs> right? I don't know. But, but that goes back to, like, what kind of work that I do and that what else and I do in marketing is like mm-hmm. we're trying like that's what we do is we try to make people happy with their mm-hmm. branding with their PR with their graphics with their you know whatever it is we're trying to please them right mm-hmm. yeah so there's a little there's I know. think it's common though in a lot of jobs like even oh, that's true. in the Actually, corporate really setting point. you know you want your evaluation to be great or your manager to look at mm-hmm. you as a go-to person so you're constantly trying to do that you know, thing to make them happy. But at the same time, it's, it's a tight rope to walk. I get, um, but yeah, no boundaries. Cause I, I don't, gosh, I need a break sometime, you know, and this, yeah. everything going on now, adding more stuff to it. And then the fact mm. that everybody's like, you're sitting at home and like, you're sitting at home doing nothing. And that's not the case. Mm-mm. You're sitting at home, you're processing, you're doing work. You're also a teacher. If your child's doing virtual and they're young enough to where you need, they need your direction. Mm-hmm. You know, you just have to really look at the environment, understand what you're achieving, you know, and that it's not you're not doing anything. So I'm most worried about this time period for women. I think that our boundaries, some of our boundaries have been blown out of the water because we Mm. are working from home. We're teaching at home. We're not we're not we don't have escape. We're not leaving it. We're not leaving it at the office. We're not leaving it in the classroom. So it's you know, it's just right there on us. And I'm, I'm just sort of nervous about what this looks like for women in 10 months, right? Because 
because whether we've set boundaries or not, or we've said no or not, things have been pushed upon us and we are bearing the brunt of this pandemic. I think I saw a statistic, 860,000 women have left the workforce. Ooh. 860,000 because typically it falls on a woman to stay home and teach school or Mm -hmm. leave the workforce. And so that number bothers me a great deal. And it bothers me that I feel like this burnout was already happening and now it's probably tenfold Mm -hmm. because on top of everything we already worried about, we have a pandemic to worry about. Yeah. Yeah. You know, on top of that. You're right about boundaries because I tell you, those Zoom calls, you know, at one point I wouldn't turn my camera on because I just needed that. Good for you. You know, moment to that myself, you know, like I'll turn it on. You'll hear my voice. I'm engaged. Mm-hmm. But I, I just right now and then Lord knows when you're having a bad day, mm-hmm. you know, at work, you just get up and go walk around the block or something. I don't know what people do to, you know, relax or whatever you do. But you close the computer and you're still in your office because your office is now your safe space for me, which is home. Right. So I totally get it. Yeah. And especially when everything initially happened in March, it was a weird time. Mm -hmm. I've adjusted now, but it was, you're right. It was a super weird time. And are you, have you experienced the Zoom shame, what I call Zoom shaming, where I was on a Zoom last week and I didn't want to turn my video on either. I just wasn't feeling it. It was like, can everyone turn their video on? Oh, yeah. Like, no. Let me tell you, I got asked that, like, I, it was like week two. And I was like, nope, didn't do my hair. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> why is that? Yeah. Why can't we just, yeah. you know, because even on Zoom, I find myself, like, you know, <laughs> daydreaming a little bit. And I'm th- oh, I'm, I got to be here. I got to be, and you know. It's like, and it, not. In, I don't want to be dramatic, but like, maybe I don't want to share that part of my life. Like, mm-hmm. I, I know a lot of people may disagree with this, so y'all don't beat me up, but... Like for me, I do think I bring a different representation of myself to work as I mm-hmm. do at home. Sure. And I believe that how I may conduct myself at home may be different than work. And neither one is bad, but it's a difference. Right. So for me, I mean, I don't have a lot of people in my house. I'm not someone who just doesn't have people over. Well, now I do. But <laughs> <laughs> but I, I kind of like having that boundary, you Absolutely. know. And so now I have to turn. I know I'm probably overthinking this, y'all, but this was like the first couple of months. I'm good now. I flip it on and people don't bug me about turning it on now. I don't think you are overthinking this because it is still very common for me to hear that people are stressed, mostly women, out of their mind about these Zoom calls, like back-to-back Zoom calls. Allison, do you have any advice for our Zoomers out there? (laughs) (laughs) I, I think it's a boundary. I think what Tiff said is you just say no. If you're not if you're not feeling up to being on camera that day, don't be on camera that day. You know, you're there, you're engaged, you're involved in the conversation. I don't really have great advice because I know that not everyone can say no to their boss or, or whatever, but we have to protect ourselves. Right. And if we're just not on, like I know an email say, how about a good old fashioned phone call? Yeah, I'm with you. I just want to have a phone call with somebody. It's just as effective. Yeah, I agree. And I'm a huge advocate for getting on the phone. And I think a lot of women in my peer group think it's very strange. And I'm 36. So I'm not, you know, I mean, uh, youngish, but like a lot of my peer group are like, well, can't you just text me or can't you just email me and we can talk or, you know, through chat or through text or something. I'm not a texter. I is maybe I'm weird. I'm not a text person. I'm a I am like I'm okay. I am. So like I'm a I why? don't call why me Rachel. <laughs> <laughs> I've also heard that as well that like 
people aren't phone call people. And mm. so I respect their boundaries. But I do think there's, you know, something to be said about building a rapport with somebody through conversation, like actual conversation. And not everything can be communicated through text True. or email. True. Uh, especially when you're dealing with business and stuff too. Absolutely. So maybe I'm old school. <laughs> mm, I don't I don't even think I don't think it's an old school thing. I think it's preference. Because yeah. I know people that just love to get on the phone. I'm a texter. I don't mind because I think I multitask a lot. Mm -hmm. So I can carry a conversation on with you and still, you know, be engaged in something. You know what I'm saying? Via yes. text. And so I, that's the only reason why I prefer it. But I'm Is that flexible. something that you would bring up to a, a, a client or to advise people to maybe share whether they, you know, how they prefer to yeah, communicate? Yeah, I think that's important. I think that's a great question to ask someone. How do you prefer to communicate? Because mm -hmm. you may be emailing a client who really does just want to get on the phone and sort of hash it out. And so I think that's, yeah, it's excellent to ask how people, and I have, I have all different clients. I have clients who will just email all day long and we communicate just fine that way. I have clients who just want to pick up the phone real quick and say, Hey, here's what I'm talking about. And then you just <laughs> get it done. Right. Yeah. Um, I have a client who really wants to Zoom, and so I will do my hair that day in Zoom. Yeah. <laughs> Plan ahead yeah. of time. I want to get back some, to something Tiff was saying about her daughter, and I think this is important, too, with the can I get back to you. The other thing that I think we all, and, and maybe you guys are great at this, I, I need to get better at this. Just because this dings doesn't mean I have to respond. And I think we're getting, and our, and our young kids are getting caught up in this just because they get a text or a DM or a Snapchat, they got to respond right away. Yep. Yep. And teaching myself and teaching them, respond when you're ready. Yeah. Respond when you want to. And I'm getting better about that. Even with my bestest, bestest friend who lives in North Carolina, she knows that if she didn't text me SOS, then I'll get back to her when I have the energy to really have a conversation with her, whether that's a text or a phone call or whatever. But many times I'm like, oh, let me just fire something back. When if I would have just waited till I was really ready, we're going to have a much richer conversation, even through text. No, that's a good point. I think um, I'm I'm bad about that. I will respond quick. And then sometimes I need to pause before I respond, mm -hmm. depending on the, the subject matter. And that's even with emails at work. <laughs> I haven't embarrassed myself or anything sending something crazy, but... I've gotten better with rereading what I'm saying to make sure it has the right approach mm -hmm. and what it's saying is meaningful. So you're mm -hmm. right. Taking that pause, nothing's wrong with that. Yeah. But I think my daughter, she's um, she's a FaceTimer. She, I, I don't knock right now due to the fact that the situation we're in and limited contact. Um, I love that she's FaceTiming. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I think I, that's cool. Yeah. And the problem is, and it's probably off topic, but like I need her to FaceTime with Nana and Papa more though, you know? Yeah. <laughs> like yes. I know you want to, you know, FaceTime with your, your homegirls, but Nana, right. like keeping those relationships because that's something I need her to continue to build on when she becomes an adult. Like. Mm -hmm keeping in contact with family and, and I know boundaries and all that, but that relationship is needed. So anyway, that's sure. off topic. No, I, that's, a, I love that topic. <sighs> I have so much to say about this. Okay. I, we're probably going to have to do a part two. Um, I get, I have anxiety. I have high functioning anxiety. 
Um, so when my phone goes off, mm-hmm. if I don't respond or handle it, like it creates anxiety for me. Oh. Like I feel like I need to handle it. I need to respond. It needs to like get done because I, I think that, but that's ultimately how I function. That's why I've been a hustler, mm-hmm. um, and not the good kind <laughs> for so long because I just continuously check the boxes up and like yeah. push, push myself to do the next thing. Um, and I do that on a daily basis too. But like I said, I've, I think a lot of growth has come th- because it has, has come recently because of the pandemic, because mm-hmm. it has forced me to shut down a little mm-hmm. bit more or slow things down. But, um, so we have two, probably <laughs> two extremes that I want to talk about. You have someone like me who has to respond right away. There's something innate about answering that message or answering that email or responding to that person right away. But then on the other end, trending are people that don't get back to me for like two weeks. Right. So you've seen Um, that meme, either I get back to you in 10 seconds or two weeks. So that's me. I have to, I have to admit I, when I'm trying to work with somebody and it's time sensitive, um, material or time sensitive, you know, projects. Um, and then you just nothing radio silence. Right. Do you think that's like appropriate too? No, no. And that's not the kind of, I I guess that's not the kind of texting I'm sort of talking about, but no, I, I do believe that if you need an answer from someone pertaining to work or pertaining to something important, then you need to get an answer from them. Yeah. There's a bug in this light that we have above the podcast table. Well, I have a lovely spider web right here. <laughs> and he's been going up and down. I don't know where he is right now, but he's my little spider friend. I know. This is so, the beauty about being outdoors. But Rachel, I know that can be frustrating. And it, it kind of breaks my heart a little bit that you feel like you have to respond like you do. Because the way I look at it is that I do love this phone. This phone does a lot of powerful things, right? It is it has changed our lives. It it like I made most of my success because of social media. Abs- yes, right? <laughs> that is true. Yes. And so but I also realize that if I'm not careful, this phone runs my life. Yeah. And I want to run this phone. And so when I feel like people are texting me and it's not urgent and it's not a work thing and it's not a client, they're trying to take a piece of me that I'm not willing to give at that moment. Yeah. And so I wait until it's good for me to respond. Now, I'm not talking about a friend who says, oh my gosh, I I need you right now. I mean, that's very different. But a friend who's just, hey, how you doing? If I'm not ready to respond to how you doing, I just, I might wait until I'm more ready because I set a boundary and I don't, I don't let people dictate when I respond. And think about what you're missing out on by having that level of commitment to other people who may not be as important in your life. You know what I'm saying? Not yes. that clients aren't important, but let's let's be real. We have priorities of people in our life. And that time that you react and do towards them, you may be take Okay. It's a bug. Sorry. <laughs> it is a I big not, waspy thing. What the heck I is that? I did not mean to not talk, but yeah, priorities, people. We're gonna wrap this up because we have a very large bee-looking thing. Um, we're gonna do. We're gonna do a part two. Stay tuned. Stay tuned for part two. Reject the hustle. <laughs>